0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one musical page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Rosh Hashanah 27 and 28, here he is again, the star of the season, the instrument you've all been waiting for, the shofar. Have a listen. With regard to what principle do these tanaim disagree? One sage, Rabbi Huda, holds that on Rosh Hashanah, the more a person bends his mind and humbles himself by bending in prayer, the better. Therefore, a curved shofar is sounded as an allusion to our bent minds and bodies. But on Yom Kippur, the more a person straightens his mind and prays with simplicity, the better. Therefore, a straight shofar is sounded. The other sage, the anonymous Tanah of the Mishnah, maintains the opposite. On Rosh Hashanah, The more a person straightens his mind and avoids any crookedness, the better. On fasts, on the other hand, the more a person bends his mind and humbles himself, the better. All this talk about shofars, curved versus bent, and how they relate to our bodies and our intentions and our souls, Brought to mind an image that I've come to associate with these two days of awe with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And that's the image of probably the, the greatest batkiah I know, the, the greatest shofar master uh, I've heard play. He's the executive director of Romemu on the Upper West Side of New York. Welcome, Jeff Kahn. Hello, Liel. So, Jeff, I, when I think shofar, the first thing that comes to my mind is you standing with with a mighty shofar, and blowing it in a way that really seems to awaken, you know, body and soul like really no one I've heard. How how'd you get started in, in the shofaring business? And do you have thoughts about curved versus crooked? And, and how does your state of mind and soul influence your playing? Only these questions.
1: Okay. We have about three hours that I can answer them. But, um, you know, when I grew up, the same guy blew shofar for 20 years in my show And whoever dreamed that anybody but he could sound the shofar. So as a French horn player, as a really bad French horn player in elementary school, um, I learned how to push sound through a horn. And when I had the opportunity at Romamu to first pick up uh, an amazing, yeah, it's an amazing shofar that I was gifted for my wedding. And lo and behold, could push sound through it. It's a beautiful instrument. It is curved. Sorry, no straight. And the craft of blowing shofar, I learned from that experience playing French horn. But what I've come to see is that it's really, it's a prayer. In the biggest sense of the word, blowing the shofar is a prayer. It's something that, it's different every time. When I pick up that shofar, it's just like when I when I pick up a prayer book and, and begin to daven, I don't really know what's going to happen to me. I don't know whether God is going to give me sound at that moment or not. I don't know whether a note's going to come out perfectly the way that the traditional blasts are sounded or whether it's going to drift in or sputter or or drift out in a loud form. It really is something that I do in the moment. And when I close my eyes and I put that sacred instrument to my mouth, I am channeling what is the the prayers and the hopes and the aspirations of that entire congregation i feel at the same time a mighty weight of of being there to lift up in a way which you know most people tell me you know the shofar it's the it is the highlight of the experience and therefore i am breathing in what everybody is yearning for of course I don't know what that is. And and that's where I just let it come through me. And in that moment, my body, my my heart, my spirit lets what I feel in the room happen. And it comes out at different speeds, at, at different sounds, at different loudness in the moment. People often ask me, you know, do I practice to blow the shofar? And I say, Yeah. On Rosh Hashanah of this year, I sound the shofar and that's my practice for next year. And I don't pick it up until I've said, you know, the next year, until I'm standing there on the bima, and I've said the prayer and the shekhianu.
0: You can't, right? I mean, it's the the whole point is is this moment of, of channeling the intention. That's the whole essence of, of playing the shofar.
1: It really is. So, how, You know, how do you practice for that? How do you practice for a moment of, of prayer, you know. Once you know the prayers, people, you know, well, yeah, you know, I don't have to know the sound of the shofar. Like the rabbi tells me, you know, Tekiyai tells me, so I don't have to practice or remember anything. He tells me what it is, and then it it comes out.
0: Jeff Kahn, may I and everyone else and Romu have the s'chus of many more years of, of hearing you channel our collective prayers and opening the gates of heaven. Thank you so much for being our guest. <inaudible> From Krin Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at TakeOneDafiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.